Welcome everybody to another episode of Strong Stylish. I'm your host Sonoda and we are back once again and I'm joined by another special guest. Today I'm joined by Ryan Dilbert. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Ryan. Hey everybody. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. Um, if someone's talking Tokyo Joshi, I want to be there, um, especially this year. A lot, lot of great stuff to talk about. Yeah, I had the idea to bring you on because um, I know who you were. Like I listened to Fight of Five and uh, Ocean Cyclone. Uh, the shows you host or co-host and you know i saw that you know on twitter that you're like really into tokyo joshi so i was like okay he's been following it very closely all year i have been off and on all year with the promotion so i was like okay let's i want to bring him on so that way i can see like okay what's the different perspectives we have with someone that's been following it closely or someone that's kind of just been watching it from the shadows yeah because i'm kind of like sometimes in my own little bubble and world because I'm watching every single show, every single match. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not a normal thing to do <laughs> for most people. Um, and I've I've really just, that's become my number one promotion, mm -hmm. which is a, it's a bit surprising. If you know me and my like taste, I like people kicking each other hard. I like fast, intense, hard action. And that's not really what they're known for, but They've really drawn me in the last couple of years with their stories, their characters. And now, oddly enough, the cartoony, cutesy, weird promotion is has, has become my number one. So here I am. Yeah, because it's not a promotion that relies heavily on the in-ring product, which it still can be good. They they show it all the time. Like They always have those moments of like, oh, this is what it could be, mm. but that's never what T uh, Chokyo Josie is going to be. It's more focused on the characters rather than the wrestling, which isn't a bad thing. I think there's a shift in that too. Yeah. Because for so long, it was like, who can we re rely on for that kind of match? It's mm -hmm. like, we can rely on Yamashita and we can rely on Sakazaki and Shoko Nakajima. But now they have this new crop of wrestlers who we're going to talk about later a lot of them can hang a lot of them can go so they have more options and it can be more in ring based if this is where they want to go yeah definitely um yeah you know big uh final boss yamashita she's always been there she's always been kind of that measuring stick even when they bring in foreigners or uh freelancers to face her there's always can they beat Yamashita, and she's shown cracks this year. Like she's taken some losses this year that you wouldn't expect her to lose. Yeah, I, I'm curious where they want to put her, because for so long it was obvious you're the number one, you're the gatekeeper, you're the emboss. Um, you can't do that for forever. I mean, I guess you could. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you could. Her, but because she's still young um, too, she's not even yeah. thirty yet, which is. But if you want to mix it up and you want to kind of slide someone mm -hmm. else into that role, or make her, I don't know, just shift her position a bit. Yeah, because I've been. I, I think something's happening in that way, but yeah. I'm not sure what. Been... Sorry, go ahead. I'm just not sure what the plan is. You know, because yeah. is it ace for life, or, or are they making an adjustment? It's interesting because I've always been on the um, train in previous episodes. I was always saying, like, she needs to go away. She needs to be outside of the promotion. She needs to go do other things. She needs to be away from 
the Princess of Princess Championship. Because if she's still there, she's always going to be that looming threat of like, okay, they're just going to put it back on her. And now that she has the Eve Championship, it's kind of like, okay, she's going to be out of that for at least a while. Because I'm pretty sure she won't lose that for a long time. Yeah, you can you could go to the UK. Mm-hmm. She has a she has a connection with AEW now. Um, she does freelance. She does do uh, indies in America too, from time to time. Yeah, and a lot more this year than normal. So mm-hmm. um, I expect some more of that. So we'll see. Same thing with Yuka. I think Yuka is now becoming what Yamashita was to her. Now she is that wall for the new crop of people coming in. Yeah, and um, she can do that really well. Yeah, because you saw it in the um, Princess Cup when, you know, Miyu beat Yamashita, and, but, you know, Suzume and Noah ran into that brick wall that is Yuka Sakazaki. And I I have a lot of fun with dominant Yuka Sakazaki. Mm-hmm. When she's just beating somebody's ass. It's so funny because if you, if you didn't know her and you just looked and you saw the haircut and the genie pants, and she's not that large like oh this is gonna be a fun little wrestler and then she just like punches you in the mouth and throws you like oh this is where we're going instead uh one of my favorite matches this year was her and mizuki just stomping on ariso endo and suzume Mm -hmm. like it was like okay these young guns are going to challenge for the title but oh we're not ready yet because Sakazaki is just on another level. Mizuki's on another level, and they just dominate it. So uh, sometimes I feel like a lot of promotions want to just do 50-50 here and there, make everybody make everybody even, and then nobody's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy to see dominance because when Sakazaki loses, when Yamashita lose, it's a big deal, and hopefully that makes somebody's career or you know pushes them in, the, in a big way. Definitely. Because it is... Because um, you see, like, the the younger ones, when they get those chances to face them, and they always fall up short. They always come up short. You know, they're always a step behind them. But you can, you can clearly see the difference between them in the ring. Like, they're not ready yet to beat them. And that's where I think 2023 is going to be really interesting because... Miyu Watanabe is ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could make the argument that Suzume is ready. So it's just a matter of, are they ready as a promotion to say, let's try yeah. someone else? It's been these, it's been this, I hate to say pillars because that's overused. And there's also three of them. It's not, there's not three pillars. There's three legs of a stool. That's not as catchy. Um, but they're so heavy reliant on Nakajima, Sakazaki, Yamashita for so long. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like the change is coming, at least partly, because you have options. Mm-hmm. You can just go down the list. There's so many young stars that look, to me, my eyes look ready to go. Yeah, because you have, like, you have Mia, who's proven it. Um, I remember people were a little confused when she didn't beat Noah for the International Princess Championship during their title match earlier this year. Or last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a promotion where you have to have a lot of patience Mm -hmm. and optimism that, yeah, they'll eventually do this thing that I think they should do. Like the obvious thing. 
I mean, one of the obvious things is Maki Ito winning the Princess of Princess title. That story that like, seems ready to be told. And they don't do it, they don't do it. And you, and you either you either think, okay, they're doing it next year, or they'll do it eventually, or you start to lose hope. You say, yeah. well, never mind. It's just gonna be Miyu and Shoko and Yuka just cycling mm-hmm. those titles. Because that's where we're in right now. We're currently completing the cycle of uh, Shoko beating Miyu and then Miyu beating Shoko. But every time Yuka does win the Princess of Princess Championship, she she has a history. Every time she's lost it, she's lost it to somebody who was a first-time champion. Every single time. So maybe that's where we're going. Yeah. You know, Love to see it. Yeah. But also, you know, Rika has to get a second run eventually. She doesn't need it right now. She's doing fine. But um, if they're going to do the story of Yamashita versus Maki... It was it. They should have done it at Wrestle Princess, but you know every promotion needs a good loser. <laughs> maybe that's her, maybe that's her thing forever. Yeah, yeah. But she has been. Um, she has improved quite a lot in ring. Maki has gotten quite good between the ropes. Yeah, I mean, if you said to me that she was the most improved wrestler last year of all wrestling, there's definitely an argument for that. Mm-hmm. Um, this year was weird with her though because. She wasn't around and mm-hmm. um, there's no, there's no clear plan with her. Like, are you building her back up? I don't know. Yeah. Cause when she won the international princess championship, it was a little confusing. Cause that was supposed to be like the, okay, this is the up and cumber belt, but then they really didn't, that belt didn't really have an identity for a long time. It was like, Hey, what do you want to do with this? Okay. You put on this person, mm. you put on a foreigner and then it's like, okay, what are we doing with it? And then now that Miyu has it, she can, you know, build build up the prestige of that belt, so that way whoever beats her, it means a lot more for them. Yeah, I think it's a perfect, it's a nice spot for Watanabe. I wanted her to win everything and be the queen, be and and um, I feel still a little heartbroken that she didn't win the the, the princess cup, but I'm softening on that a little bit mm-hmm. now that I see that. Okay, your new your plan is. Make her the secondary champion. Make her fight the the foreigners, and she's getting to to wrestle Trisha Dora. Mm-hmm. That's Which is okay. Yeah. Uh, now I'm okay. Okay, now I'm in. I'm buying it. Thank you. It just I didn't know the plan. Sometimes it, don't, it doesn't seem like they have a plan. Yeah, because it's weird. So, TJPW is kind of like a it's its own little like world. So when you think of freelancers that can come in, it's hard to like place them into that TJPW world. You know, like, yeah. like, not necessarily like uh, foreigner freelancers, but more so people in Japan. Like, if you take like, let's say, like a Hiroyo Matsumoto and try to bring her over here, would she really fit in with the whole vibe of TJPW? Yeah, it is a little different. You got to find the right fit, mm-hmm. and they're so insulated. They're so their own thing. But we did see a little bit here and there. We saw Mace Taruga come over a little bit. Um, she fits in like a Mizunomi. Glove. Yeah, it's an obvious one. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you're perfect. I'd like to have you um, permanently either as your alter ego or your goblin current one. Um, and sometimes people surprise you too. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, if you had said, hey, um, Maxi Impaler is going to, fit in just perfectly yeah uh, is that really <laughs> yes it, perfectly 
She's yeah. like this great contrast to everything, <coughs> or, or they are. Um, I keep misgendering. Yeah, sorry. Right. So she's, was... she's she's gonna hurt me, <laughs> <laughs> or they're gonna hurt me. Stop, stop, Max. Um, yeah, that was a surprise for me. Like, she they fit in perfectly, and Millie McKenzie. I I didn't know much of her work, but that's a great fit. Now Trisha Dora, that's a big surprise. Um, but I can see it, especially if you're it's Miu versus Trisha, and it's this this powerhouse versus powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Rhea Mizunami fits in there well because she you knows she's yeah. all about the theatrics. Exactly. Yeah, that her match for Suzumi is so good. Yeah, she's good for uh, that. Um, she could be another really good challenger for me. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do Willow Nightingale. Willow. Another person options. that would fit quite well if she would come over to Japan because I know she does stuff, but she she's gonna come back for Marvelous. Because the match she had in America with Mio, but uh, Queen Aminata. Okay. She could yeah, fit let's in. Let's put that in the universe. That sounds yeah. good. I'll take it. I mean, because I mean, be, not just because of COVID. COVID and Tokyo mm-hmm. Joshi's like self-contained style. Mm-hmm. There was not a lot of influx the last few years. Yeah, it's kind of like the same people. It, they're in like the same kind of boat that actress girls is where they're kind of they're their own thing when now they're slowly starting to open up more to freelance or they're letting their, their people go other places for the and time you have being to. yeah if you have that small of a roster you cannot you just cannot mm-hmm. be the same matchups every time uh so this is really one of my favorite parts of this year was getting to know someone like amelia mckenzie to see someone uh like mizunami who i enjoy like oh this is great glad to have you on there just have more options, mix it up. Thunder Rosa back this year, all those. We had Sheeta come in, you know, we've had you know, Riho's been there. Yeah, that just, it just boosts you up. Mm-hmm. I know you want to do your own thing and, and build the wall, but you could do that mostly and then sprinkle in some of these folks. Yeah, and I, I want to say this, but I don't want it to sound like, you know, it's a bad thing, but Really, me, uh, Yamashita and Yuka have really outgrown the walls of TJPW. They're bigger than the promotion now. They need to spread their wings. And it'd be a shame to, you know, not let them explore other ventures now that they're in their primes. Don't let, don't let that go to waste and have them be middling in TJPW forever. Let them go out. Let them explore. Let them go on excursion. Yeah, I really wonder about... If me, Yamashita, how much she wants to stay and just a, just a loyalist, mm-hmm. she might go like a brief excursion and come back. But the thought of her breaking away from Tokyo Joshi is, my brain can't handle that. No, she, she'll be there forever. I think. So you're like, can we just do some, some little, little trips here and there and come back? Yeah, I think. Can't separate um, the two. If anybody would do the like the what Takesh is doing, where he's spending, you know, he moved over to the U.S. is going to be an A.W. Moore taking mm-hmm. Indies. I think that would be Yuka, not Miyu. Miyu would be the one that would go out all like you know the Spain and you know the U.S. and then you know all over the place that she's done this year. She's she's going to keep doing that. I think that works just as long as as long as there's a Texas trip somewhere in there, so I can I can get in on that action. I got to see her uh, uh, earlier this year. Oh, 
Uh, so yeah, you're on the West Coast. You 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 did. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. I seen. Um, I got to see her. Was that the Slamovich match? Uh, it was. No, it wasn't Masha. I got to see. I think it was Adora, Trisha Adora. Oh, it was an Adora match. That would be awesome. Let me actually double okay. check while we're talking. But um, yeah, I got <laughs> to see her and Maki were at the same show. Uh huh. Um. And then I got to see Yuka wrestle Masha at PWG. Oh, that's really fun. Yeah, and you get to watch PWG shows that no, no one else does because they, they put them out like 10 years later after they record. That one, so. I'm, <laughs> that one I knew they had to put out immediately because they were like, okay, everybody's going to want to watch this match. Yeah. Yeah, just advantages to being on that side of the, the country <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, you uh yuka honestly she is surprisingly built like you she has big traps you and you wouldn't see he yeah. doesn't come across on tv but when you see her in person she's strong i think that's partly the outfit you know because mm-hmm. it, it, the whole look is so like cutesy and girly but she does have some arms mm-hmm. for sure she's strong as hell. i mean you can't um, she can't do the magical merry merry go round without being strong yeah yeah it's impressive um i have no doubt she could throw me like 100 yards mm. i'm still waiting for um i know me you can't do it to her but i'm still waiting for at least me you to get uh, aja kong off the ground finally just pick her up a little bit mm. just, just get her up because they, they've been teasing that for a long time like just get her you know hoist her that's up a, a that's bit. another one aja kong dipping in here and there mm-hmm she could be a big test. Imagine her versus Susan May, having Susan May trying to figure out how to oh. confuse her. Because that's why I like one thing I like about Susan May is that she does rely a lot on misdirection. She's not going to mm-hmm. try to like pick you up, hit you with big moves. She's going to try to use her speed and her agility to confuse you. And then when it's time to like, just trade elbows in the middle, mm-hmm. she's surprisingly good at that too. Uh, maybe not with Aja Khan. Maybe don't do that another strategy <laughs> for your safety. Um, but that's, you know, with Suzume, I, I keep thinking if you're not going to put her as international champ or tag champ, maybe the role for her is the person who faces all the freelancers. Mm-hmm. So when Aja Kong comes, it's Suzume. When Rio comes, Suzume. Um, or whoever, May Suruga comes again. What not? She's like the the gatekeeper. The you got to to get to TGW. You got to get through me. She's you know shows yeah. all this heart against these big burly um, hosses and stuff. Because I remember I wasn't too keen on her at first when I first started mm-hmm. like the when I first started the show. The first episode I did, I did a whole thing on uh, Daydream, their whole their tag run, their um, yeah longest reigning tag champions. And the one match that stuck out to me was them versus Beastars. And it was yeah. um, the whole match. It was just Suzume, you know, getting work the whole time. But, like, she just, it made, it made you want to cheer for her because she was just so believable as, like, an underdog. Like, she was fighting the whole time. She never gave up. She's so good at that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like, this easy way to people's heart, especially in Japan. The fighting spirit, the you know, mm-hmm. the Ricky Morton style baby face. And I think the for her the best part 
is that her finisher is so believable because it can like it's RKO. It can come out of nowhere. The ring a bell. <laughs> she can just hit it. Absolutely. And it it wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't be surprised if she just like hits you know me with it and then wins the championship or you know hits a ride with it for the tag belts. It definitely believable. Yeah, yeah. This year, I feel. Miyu Watanabe obviously had this huge growth and huge year. But Suzume went another level as well. Mm-hmm. She's not getting talked about as much because of Watanabe, but um, she kind of went from this mid-carder, you know, filler person to like, hey, you need a plan for her. Mm-hmm. She's a star. She made um, she put herself in that position, which is great. Yes. Because it would be like any throwaway six woman tag. And then she was the one that stood out. Mm-hmm. Any little, you know, bottom of the card, what we're going to do this match. She is like making that her moment every time. So like you said, she's, she's making it, making Tokyo Joe, she forced the forces their hand. Like, okay, guys mm-hmm. do something. I got a lot to, I got a lot to offer here. And the same thing, uh, more, more so excuse me, but Hikari Noah too, when she was on her run all, all the way up until the International Princess title championship reign she had, you know, she mm-hmm. is money. Like she, you know, she has the look. She's got only gotten better. I've watched her match recently with uh Alex Windsor. And she's continued to get better. She hasn't slowed down. She didn't, you know, okay, my reign's over, I can, you know, kick back. Mm. She kept going. She's gotten really smooth in the ring. Like you see it now, like in her matches, she doesn't go for her dropkick spam as much as she used to. Before she, that was a staple <laughs> in every match. That's what she had, yeah. Yeah, that was a staple in every match. Dropkick, dropkick, dropkick. Now she doesn't really go for that. She'll do like two or three, and then she'll go for other things. Um, yeah, I'm slightly worried about her, and just in the sense that there's people like Watanabe, I think, has passed her in the the ranking or the tier, you know, tier system. He's definitely lost in the shuffle right now. Suzume is pushing past there. Endo is really good. Like mm-hmm. it's super competitive. It's, it's not as like a sure thing that, that she's going to get a crack at the top. So, um, which is a good thing. That's what we, that's a great place to be when you have too much young talent to, to know what to do with. And all of a sudden I feel like that's where we are with Tokyo yeah. Joshi. And uh, as I said earlier, before we start recording, I was telling you, like, uh, this year, or like, before, pre-Princess Cup, I had said the notion that TJPW is a promotion full of fan favorites that you can't cheer for, and now that's slowly changing, so, like, okay, we can cheer. They're giving us reasons to cheer for them now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a patience-testing promotion very much they're so. not gonna there's not gonna hot shot anybody um they're, they t- take their sweet time and they may never get to everybody um and there's an advantage to that i mean the title means a lot mm-hmm. when not everyone is winning beating yamashita means a lot because not everybody's doing that but it is painful as you if you are invested in someone and just i don't think they're like if you're maki ito big fan i don't know where she stands right now like you're investing you're putting your emotion but are you gonna get are you gonna get that obvious payoff that should be there i'm i I don't know i don't have that answer so 
Maki is in a weird place because she could win, but it kind of won't mean it won't mean as much as it should because she if she does win it she'll probably win it from Mizuki because Mizuki's probably gonna be the one to beat uh, Yuka. Mm. I'm with you there. Yeah, yeah. So, it it makes so much more impact if it's Yamashita who she beats. Yeah, that's the story. But then you have you're gonna have to get a couple of. Yamashita's going to win it again and then lose it to her, to Maki specifically. They had that last year. They had it set up. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, ready it, to it, go. it was all ready to go with, you know, me use me. Like, it's, she's going to win. She's the ace for a reason. The story was there, but it, you know, it made sense for Maki to lose. As much as it was like, okay, we wanted mm. her to win, but it was like, okay, Maki losing does still make sense. But then, I mean, it's all about timing because mm-hmm. if, I don't know, if the, the passion for Maki Ito fades, if the momentum kind of slides and then you do it two years too late, mm-hmm. it won't mean the same thing. Uh, it's a, you don't want to do it too early, which is, that's not Togo's problem. That's, yeah. <laughs> they yeah, it, never do it too early. Don't make you wait um, for it. That's a WWE thing. They're like, all right, uh, Jack Swagger, go. Well, not ready for that. Um, it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. Tokyo Joshi waiting too long. So you either get this massive payoff, like the Naito payoff. We can do that kind of thing. Or you just, you miss the boat. And that's maybe what they've done with Maki. Yeah, Maki. Mizuki as well. Like she won the Princess Cup, what, three years in a row? She's ready. She was ready yeah. as well. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a heartbreaking Roshan sometimes, like you're saying, you cheer for someone, you get into them, there's no guarantee and, and it doesn't need to be the title either. No, you know, it needs, it could be some big, the princess cup. It could be, uh, it's a rivalry. Just, yeah. If Maki beats you master, not for the title at a, at a big show. Mm-hmm. That means a lot too. Are we getting that? Yeah, One, I hope so. The only thing that Yuka has not done in this promotion, she's won everything. She's um, main evented every big show they've ever had. But the one thing she hasn't done, she hasn't beat Miyu for the belt. What what I mean is, she's defended it against her, but she hasn't beat Miyu to oh, become yeah, the just, champion. It's a little different, yeah. Yeah, she hasn't had that moment of overcoming Miyu to get the belt. Which they can run well, in not, the future. Not many do. Yeah. Shoko does. Shoko's done that multiple times. Some, uh, which is a, I, I think that's such a funny little, you know, subplot. Yeah. That nobody can beat this boss, mm-hmm. this dominant force, except the smallest person on the roster, the, um, you know, the biggest underdog. Yeah. Against the biggest favorite. You know, as we we're talking perfect. about um, Tuzume, you know, her being the gatekeeper. I think that'd be a good spot to put Shoko in if she, um, if you want to have her be the first one to hit that grand slam and win the international title, she'd be the best one to mm. do it because she can go on and have this banger after banger with everybody that comes in. That's a fun. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a. Lo- she could do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, work on a couple of different, different opponents. So uh, I'm down with that. Like if she... as long as there's a, pl- a plan, just give me a some kind of yeah situation here because you can have her like you can have her wrestle may you know that's 
good. She can, mm, yeah, you can have her wrestle go. Rio. You can have her wrestle Trish. Because Shoko, like Shoko has, like, I would say, the best ring IQ out of all of them. Out of everybody on the roster? Which is like a big, it's a big take. Oh, but yeah, she, okay. Uh, let me process that <laughs> for a second. I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. I mean, she's very good at storytelling and some of the little moments. I think her, I think uh, it's mainly, mainly her style. She can, you know, do more diverse things than uh, Yuka or Miyu. Yeah, Miyu's not doing a lot of high flying. Mm. That's for sure. Yeah. She has her thing that she does so well. She is a striker. She's mm. a pink striker. Mm. You know, she does her kicks. Also, um, speaking of the International Princess Championship, Miyu, um, this is next year is, is the year I would like to see her start to evolve a little bit more. You know, up, up, uh, update the ring gear, get a ring jacket or oh. a, a bigger ring jacket, start to upgrade, uh, start to update her offense, add little things in there. Like she could, things that would make sense for her, like, you know, if she put someone in a full Nelson. You know, that would look good. Yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. Free ideas all around. Yeah. Um, Maybe have her yeah, do like a stalling suit legs, you know, just things like that. Yeah. It's important to remain like who you are mm -hmm. and the things that people come to see. I come to see her do feats of strength. Like I mm -hmm. want, please continue that. Mm -hmm. uh, but if she's adding feats, go for it. Mm -hmm. And then it's always good to throw, mix up the looks. Mm-hmm. Susan Julia from Stardom is like is yeah. so good at that. Like you, you get an idea of who Julia is, and then she's like, flip it. I got my head shaved. I got the glasses. I got the camo pants, mm -hmm. and then she rocks that look. It doesn't need to be as drastic as that, but yeah. um, you know, mix it up. I'm I'm here for that. Yeah, maybe a haircut. You know, she's had the same hair for how long? <laughs> her bangs, that's, her bangs are iconic at this point. That's where her power is. Yeah, it's that's the, the source of her power. The ponytail is the source. You can't. Oh yeah, that's she has, once, she, she, once she tightens it, it's over. Maybe some different, um, different bows or, or something. Like I like what Mixed Susan we did with hers. She just kind of threw the yellow in there. Yeah, that could work. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think you. I think we're. You got to put all this on your LinkedIn. We got to get you a job over there. <laughs> Throw these ideas out. I will. Uh, um, I'll go to their website right now. You guys need a translator? <laughs> I can't speak Japanese, but I got it. But I make cool videos, so that they need that, right? Yeah. Hype videos, let's do it. I think they're uh, actually, um, in comparison to stardom, I think their VTRs are better when they do mm. the VTRs before the big title matches. Well, you are the expert on that side of things, but um, they could use a little urban uh, influence. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, you use a lot of um, hip hop or rap music. And it goes so well with wrestling to me. So. I think they used Tupac once. They did? I, I think I so. That. I think they used Tupac one time. I was like, amazing. oh. Okay. <laughs> I need to hunt that down. Because that's, that's perfect. I'll take it. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. On the list. <laughs> at the list of things to do today. Tupac, TJP. Find that. Um, another thing for me, you... A big challenger I wanted to see her face. I wrote down in the notes. It was um, Unamonase. That that'd be someone I want to mm. see her, see come in and face, test me really. Because I don't know if you've seen or were aware of the things she did with Hartley Jackson for the Spirit of Gambray Championship. No, I'm not. I'm not. So it was a big thing of uh, Hartley won the belt, 
And he beat her before, right? They, you know, they have wrestled before he beat her, but now he's the champion. But her spirit burned so bright with the spirit of Gombari that she, you know, finally she wrestled him again, and you know, he beat her again. Mm. But the whole time, like she did a whole uh, video on the on their YouTube, but, there, but there's no translation. But you could just feel it in her, like she is the spirit of Gombari is inside of Unamonase. And even post match, post match mm. comments that Hartley told was that. You know, it's like he felt her heart during the match, and so Ooh, that's perfect. And so what I what I was thinking was okay. You know, her you know her heart burns, her heart and her spirit burns bright. Now it's time to test Miu because you know she she's about love, love pure rest. You know, she's Man. all about that. But you know now Yuna can come and test her and see how much she really does love wrestling. How much do you love Tokyo Joshi? How how bright does your spirit burn? Are you ready for this? She can really test her. Like, are you ready to be a champion? Yeah, that sounds great. The more opportunities for me, you the better. Uh, what not? I mean, you must too. But um, I, me, what showed this year. You need to build around me. Mm-hmm. However, that's done. If you want, I mean, international champion. Sure, um, Princess of Princess champion. I mean, this could be your ace. This could be um, whatever you, you know, whatever role you want her. But the more high profile, the better. And the if you if all the big matches that come in are with her, like that's we're doing something right. Mm-hmm. And then um, another thing too is uh, the last episode I did, or a couple episodes ago, I did talk about how. There are a lot of similarities between a young Yuka Sakazaki and current Suzume. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're you know they're excitable, they're young, they're bubbly, they're energetic, they're magnetic, and they you know that when they come in, they run around the ring. You know, they jump around, but when that bell rings, they get this kind of cold intensity. Hmm. Yeah, I feel that because too, I think you look at Yuka and you look at Suzume, and you may not be intimidated at first because they're kind of slighter but they immediately show you mm-hmm. i am a scary person i am a dangerous person um please please watch your back uh so that's definitely a good a good shout and a good idea and i think they can really emulate that story where yuka was constantly chasing miyu because they both have a miyu in their way yeah okay they both I have like this a miyu in their ways and they can emulate that they don't have to necessarily copy paste it but they can kind of do that where suzume not necessarily but you can tell like it's not outright said but they can make it so like okay she's one step she's always kind of like that step behind miyu mm-hmm. yeah i like this mm-hmm. i like this yeah roll with that so like let's um, say like rio or Nam comes back in and she uh miyu beats her and then she wrestles Susan May. Maybe it's a, maybe not necessarily a loss again. Maybe it, this time it's a time limit draw. She's getting a little bit closer, but she's still that little step behind. All right. Yeah. I mean, how, how do we get you to be the booker? Like, let's do that. <laughs> um, well, I like the fact that there, you have a clear arc and a clear narrative in mind for Susan May, which I don't know if they do. I think maybe whatever plans you had 
you're probably rethinking them as she had like the super good year and you think, oh, maybe we should uh, prioritize her. Mm-hmm. Like she's forcing the hand. Um, so that's a good route to go for sure. Because there's, there's not a whole lot of titles to go around. No. This isn't New Japan. This is an AEW. You can't have 12 champions. So you got to find some other way to put these people, um, put them in the spotlight, give them something to do, something to sink their teeth into that's not the goal. Because let's not, let's not fast track all these title reigns so that everybody can get a turn. But nobody should be spinning their wheels all the time. No. And that's why I had wrote down that they kind of, they, could introduce another title that's a below mm. a step below the international belt. Yeah, let's talk about that. That was an interesting idea. Which um, so let me. Br- you said what did you you had you had a name for it and everything, didn't you? Uh, princess, um, princess, uh, princess of tomorrow. Oh yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. So we have the branding down. Mm-hmm. So this is sort of like the future of stardom. Yeah, but I, I didn't want to just call it the future princess. It yeah, I didn't want to be like future princess champion. Yeah, don't don't copy my homework. Yeah, directly. Um, it is a good idea. Like, I always get cautious about adding titles. Let me do. Do we have enough space for that? Do you have enough people to fill that? And I think they do because there's you know there's that upper like there's that group of that are reaching the top, but there's also a lot of people below that line. Like you have Tor uh, Toribami, Arai, Juria, you know Endo's still there. You know, you have a lot of people at that lower level. Uh, Himawari could be a great mm-hmm. feud for Endo all year next year. She, uh, I don't know if you saw her when she did her match in Acris Girls, but no, she has the look. You know, she she has yeah. a, she has star potential. Now let's see what she can do. Yeah, I do. Th- I do think there's room for it. And then the names you just mentioned aren't going to challenge for the other titles. Yeah. Mocha, by the way, another one that could be in there. Yeah. Yeah. Mo- I don't think they're going to give Mocha an international princess run no. or even challenge for it. Probably. Um, Cause Mocha has all the intangibles to be good. She has the traits, but her main thing right now is that she's good, but she's still wrestling in slow motion. It looks like she's a mud still. Like she's not as fluid. Mm, Everything she yeah. does is kind of slow still. Yeah. So this could be a place to develop. Like, mm-hmm. You get, you get that. I almost called it future. <laughs> the princess of tomorrow. Um, that you have a certain expectation for that. Mm-hmm. You know it's not going to be the top stars, the, per, the the finished products. You know you're seeing a rising person. So it's a it's another thing for people to shoot for. And that that whole crew you just mentioned, who are not going to. At least now, they're not going to get anything close to these other titles. So we're not quite at the point where it's overload. Like, I mean, I do feel that way about some promotions where I, can't, I don't even remember what the titles are. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so there's many. So many. I mean, look at uh, um, AEW has like anything. 15 belts. Yeah, they, they have all the Ring of Honor ones too. Yeah. So that's all thrown together. Um, so it gets it gets bloated. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not there. I mean, you don't have the roster the size of AW either. No, but um, you are. I think you're right in the sweet spot to add one more. Um, mm-hmm. Beyond that, let's let's slow the roll. But and Arisu would be the perfect 
person to spearhead that because she can be that measuring stick because she is already good. Yeah. And you can have those people try to prove themselves against her. And look what the future belt did for Hanan this year. You know, Hanan mm, you know, wasn't her, her. wasn't looked upon that highly, but you know, she got you know the matches are five minutes long. It, that was like the baseline. It was like the five minute future stardom championship opener. The, every time she delivered for those five minutes, but it kept it helped her build more. And now that she lost it, and now it's time to okay, maybe throw her in, you know, uh, uh, artist artist reign with uh, Mayu and Hazuki, and have her, you know, kind of be mentored by them along the way during that reign. Mm-hmm. You're gonna do like a title that has a distinct purpose. The Princess or Princess is the clear top dog. The International Princess is like. The secondary intercontinental plus you fight the foreigners and you go abroad tag team is obvious and then if you're gonna add another one something so limiting and like these are the parameters you must be an up-and-comer maybe you even say um under three years of experience or you, you specify if you want but mm-hmm. i'm definitely down for the idea there's there's plenty of challengers and um, champions to do that with and all these new trainees coming too yeah so they have trainees and then if you want to add an extra like cherry on top of it since it is it is basically it's called the tomorrow belt basically you can have it so that way when they feel like they're ready they can trade it in for a shot at the international belt yeah yeah so like not a money in the bank thing like right like not mm-hmm. um impromptu but you say uh, now I want a ch- championship opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's that's definitely good. Or even you know, like if you don't want to have them like force it upon them to be like okay, they can just you know give it up and then challenge. Maybe if they reach a certain amount of defenses, then they then they can you know it gets taken away from them and they get the shot at the other belt. Mm-hmm. Like you graduate from the program, yeah, so to speak. Or like um, some guys move up from line heavyweight to. to um, or from junior to, to heavyweight. Yeah. Because they got bigger and mm-hmm. stronger. Kayfabe wise in reality, similar thing where you've you've grown as a performer. You're you're not a future star anymore. Now you're a star. Let's go to the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. You gotta copyright that before um before they just take it. Yeah, I'm, uh what's his name? Uh who's their translator? Haku? I know where he lives. <laughs> yeah. Just get it written on paper, get a trademark. Um, Mail it to myself. Do um, do a website. Ready. So they can have to buy it from you. And also, too, if they want to do like a lower level tournament, you know, they already had the Princess Cup. I had an idea of like for like the younger talent, they could do. I was going to call it the glass, glass slipper, glass slipper Grand Prix. Oh, you got the marketing down. Um, look, I am down for more tournaments. First of all, mm-hmm. let's do it. You could do like a one night tournament too. Yeah, it to make have it to be a, a different on. a different thing, or you know, single elimination, like a king um, of the ring, where like they just mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. night. Um, so then you get a big event. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, down for that. Like you, as you grow, this 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 company is growing. They're getting better wrestlers. They're getting bigger audience there's more and more room for these kind of things. Um, if you said five years ago, a second tournament or a third title, 
it wouldn't have made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're in a spot you can do that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And let's take a look at um, Yukazaki, like you were saying, because if they're going to bring up, build up Mizuki and she does win, end up winning the uh, Princess Cup again, challenger and wins this time, I think this would be the perfect time to bring back Saki-sama because of all the pre uh, the history they already have with each other mm. so that she could be the perfect antagonist for her run. Okay. Yeah. You can also get the Sakasami Sakasama versus Saki Akai dream match that we have just never never gotten. So we, we never got that. Um I think some she, options there. I think she may try to take uh, Yuki Arai from Saki Akai. <laughs> there you go. That's that's a story. Yeah, I think we're missing the 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 storytelling and the faction that all the stuff that Neo Bushigun brought, they were such a integral part of that company. And you had so many stories like to build around it. Um there's no there's there's nothing to replace it right now. There's no faction like that. Yeah. Um, and you so look at it too, it was... or... sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, oh I mean create a new faction yeah. of some kind or just just play that play that hit again. Cause if you look back in TJPW history, they are very ingrained in it. Like you had the thing, you know, the stuff with uh Masao and you know mm-hmm. Rika trying to snap Masao out of it, you know, they had all that going and it does it does leave a big mark because Rika actually does have a lot of history with Sakusama, whether it be with Masao, the Dragon Bombers, Daydream. You know, it Absolutely. goes it goes back a long time. Yeah. Yeah, there's like it's just it's just an easy way to tell stories when you I mean one of the most successful things that the WWE has done um kind of recently, not it's not recent anymore, but was the shield. Mm-hmm. You had this group and then you could build these different rivalries around it, these different stories, and then they could break apart. Like it's just same with um NWO basically saving the WCW for a while. You just have so many tributaries to 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 go off that big river. That's what Niyabushi Goon was. Like just so many narrative choice options and and sub stories and stuff, but not there now. Um, so a bit of a hole there. Yeah, they don't really have a big bad right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just kind of that's that's one thing about well jo- mostly Joshi in general. Like there's no there's not really a lot of heel face stuff in Joshi. Yeah, because they're all, it's a weird vibe that you kind of, you have to get used to, I think. Mm-hmm. If you grew up on heel face and you start watching Joshi and you're like, why are they all posing together at the end? Mm-hmm. Why are they like so happy together? They talk about, I do it for the art of pro wrestling or the pride of Tokyo Joshi. Like, it's, it's just a different mindset. It can work. But you can also throw in some some villains in there. Sakisama included. Just so good at that. Yeah, she can she can antagonize the hell out of music if she wins the belt. Poke at her, prod her. Remember, because she was trying to recruit her for the longest time. Mm. She can come yeah, back perfect. and she can come back. Oh, I see that you're you know, you've strong you're stronger now. You've won the belt. She can, you know, that can start it all. You can start prodding her. Yeah, I'd say. A lot of times people fantasy book and it's um, terrible. 
but this we, this is excellent. <laughs> I gotta say, these are some excellent things to to go because it's not just I want my favorite to win, um, and they're gonna get all the dream matches. It's like, let's find ways to tell more stories and to use more pieces of the puzzle because mm-hmm. there's so many now, and there's only there's only one spot at the very top. A couple of championships, like we said, and um, you got to be creative about everything else. Yeah, and then we haven't even touched on the tag titles, really, which are held by Yuki, uh, Yuki Rai and Saki Akai. <clears throat> they yeah. kind of they kind of missed the boat on free Wi-Fi getting it. You know, now Kakuda, who's another big, another good talent that can slot in anywhere, really. Um, yeah, free Wi-Fi is so popular, they, especially um, in Japan they missed that boat where they did they because they ran the story about you know kakuda wanting to win a championship because she's getting older she doesn't know how much time she has left but they they lost <laughs> it was just kind of like okay why did you do all that if just they're just gonna oh. lose to the magic rabbi heartbreak is a core tenet of the yeah but then winning the, the belts would be good daisy monkey obviously would be another one because there is kind of like that little hole where the Bakaretsu sisters used to be. There's there's not that that tag team. Mm, that's solid. Um, mm-hmm. Always gonna be a good a good challenge. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. I am enjoying the Yuki Ayano and Raku combination. It's not the same, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's given both of them a play, you know something to do, mm-hmm. and they work well together, and it's a good mix of. You know, Raku is heavier on the the silly stuff, and Yuki can give you more of the power and bruising and stuff. So it's a nice little combination. Um, tag the tag division is in a nice spot if they if they want to mm-hmm. lean on that because they do have quite a few tag teams. Like there's always Daydream, and, and I don't know if they want to, but. It seemed like they were leaning towards Yamashita and uh, Maki Ito being more like more more tag team wrestlers more often, mm-hmm. and then they were like charging toward the title. I don't know if that's what you want to do, but I mean they could because you know me me was never won the tag belts, which is surprising for how long she's. So you been can there. add you can add that to the yeah. the mantle, and then Maki gets another title that's not the big one. So, mm-hmm. and then. There's all that rivalry and jealousy and uh, and whatnot. You can you can build from that tag team. Yeah, so. it, it, it hit me too. If they win those, you know, Maki is already uh, international champion. She won the Princess Cup. If she wins the tag bouts, the last thing she has to do is win the big one. Oh, maybe that's the long game. <laughs> all along, they wanted her to to encircle and grab all the other accolades. They're making you think the she's moving end. down, but really they're just <laughs> yeah. you know. Playing, you know, instead they're of playing moving 4D forward, chess. Yeah, they're, they're moving backwards to get you to move it. forward. Yeah, it could be, or probably not, but it's, we'll see. Um, I mean, my optimism goes up and down with with her in particular, but with the leaning off of the three, the three, you know, the top three. Mm-hmm. I need that, to catch her name because I'm not going to say pillars. I don't like saying that. Because the last one is uh, Rika, which she is very good. 
But right now, she doesn't really need to do anything. She doesn't really have to do anything for the titles. She does need to have a match with Miyu for the belt, though. Because remember when Miyu challenged her when she won the pop championship? They needed to do that. Okay. With the international I, I belt. I would love that. Yeah. I don't think has she. I don't you, think she's ever beat Rika before, like in a singles match. Hmm. We kind of looked that up, but um, you know, you mentioned that like in the beginning that Yuka Sakazaki and Yamashita are like top tier ones in in terms of in ring work. Mm-hmm. And if you ask me who else is there, that's like Rika. Mm-hmm. Rika's the other one. Yeah, because Rika is my favorite. Well, that's good taste. Yeah. I can feel that. And, but like, uh, the only thing was that her reign didn't get much shine, especially with the way she won the belt. It was kind of like, really? You couldn't even just let her win. But I got, like, I understood the <laughs> politics. You know, she, that's when Yuka was heavy, heavily in AEW at the time. And, you know, I'm pretty sure Tony didn't want her to lose. And there's this whole big back and forth. Mm. Okay. So I've, I've consulted Cage Match, which is not always 100% <laughs> accurate. But it is showing zero singles matches between Yamashita and Rika. So there's some there's a well they haven't tapped yet. Yeah. If they're missing one or two from a house show or something, I don't know. Because I know but um if not a big one. I know this this is the year. You know, Susan May's had about, I think, three matches with Rika, and this is the first time she beat her in the Princess Cup, which is a huge thing because that was that's her mentor, that's the person that inspired her to be a wrestler is Rika. And her finally beat her to move on in the tournament. That was a massive moment. Oh man, yeah. There's a lot of those in the cup this year. Um, quick aside, do you? I had this thought today before we started. Do you think this year's Princess Cup was better than last year with Makito being the center point? I don't know. Uh, Maki is magnetic, but I think. This year had more moments. Last year was just Maki beating music. Really. It was mostly yeah. Maki is the main character, and then um, in this case, yeah. this year, the Watanabe story is like the main story. And I like and how really I great. like how she beat uh, Yamashita because it you know it came as like, it was like quick. It wasn't like a definitive win. Like she caught her off guard, so it kind of left the door mm. open. Like can she do it again? That's the right way to do that too. Yeah. But having her beat her, I mean, that and I mean, it's huge. And I think a lot of people say that's the match of the year for Tokyo Joshi. And I have kind of wavered up and down and rewatched a couple of things. And I'm, that's where I am. Mm-hmm. I do think Miyu versus Miyu Princess Cup was match of the year. Mm-hmm. I really also did enjoy the free Wi Fi Magic Rabbit tag title match where they're playing with the turnbuckle paths. Because it was silly, but it was kind of like that's kind of what <laughs> yes, they needed at the time. It was fun. Um, I mean, I loved the I loved the sugar magical magical sugar rabbit's rain in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell what I like because that's when I write an article about it. Mm-hmm. Like not just the Substack, but on Russell Inn. If I take the time and my have no mental energy, no time, and I take the time to to write it out, it means it means something to me, and that was one of the things. Just the bond between Yuka and Mizuki, um, their dominance again, and then just so many good matches. Like the, the one you just mentioned, um, I mentioned Endo and Susan May. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they produced, and it was 
a really fun rain. And, and you look at the one two million, like their whole history with each other. A lot of it comes down to like when you know they first tied together. Maki came and said she's going to be my partner, and you know they kept losing when it was always Maki taking the loss. But you know eventually Miu kind of like told her like you either you get stronger or I'm going away. Mm, like yeah, we're not yeah. gonna tag it anymore and that's kind of like where you started seeing like the little okay maki's trying more she's more invested in this absolutely yeah um i noticed you you also put on this on our notes um alex winder alex windsor versus Sakari noah uh which was a bit of a surprise surprise um so that's do you that you really connected with that one I'm yeah, because I Hikari Noah is my second favorite in the promotion. Mm, I see. So, you know, I was really into like every title match she had. I was like, you know, much like Saya Kamatani now, like I was always on edge watching her matches because, you know, I, I don't want her to lose, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, seeing her go from, you know, when having the international belt, you know, having that good reign, right, you know, be, climbing up the, you know, being the star that she is, like, she is money. You look at her, she's probably one of the coolest Josie wrestlers to ever live on based off looks alone. She has one of the coolest looks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she's photo shoot ready with the bat, the bat and the, the leather and the purple, like uh, definitely on the high yeah. end of cool gear. But, you know, I hadn't watched a lot of TJPW, like I said before, like I was like, I'm, I'm off and on a lot with it. But watching, seeing how smooth she was with Alec Win Alex Winslow, a much larger opponent, you know, it's not Tokyo Joshi. They were in Eve at the time, but seeing how smooth she was and how much, you know, she she's continuing to getting better. I kind of, I was like, okay, she didn't stop, you know, improving since she lost the belt. She didn't lose the belt and just get complacent with herself. She's still going, but she's oh, more, yes, but sure. she's more so she's not in the spotlight like Susan made uh, me right now, but she's still going. That's what I liked about it. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Um, and then it's just a different opponent for mm -hmm. her. Not the same friends, not the same foes all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm so focused on Joshi that like, I don't, I don't know a lot of these other wrestlers. Like I've heard of Billy Starks. Um, I've heard of Millie McKenzie. I just hadn't seen them. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know anything about Alec Windsor. So, um, it's nice to be introduced to like someone else and, and get some get some fresh blood in there. Yeah, another name we haven't mentioned before, but she does come in from time to time, is um, Venny. She's also someone you can bring in and have big matches with. Oh yeah, yeah. should should be more often. Mm -hmm. Like whatever, whatever you can, because that's a good fit. You talk about some people not being a fit, but Oscar um, mm -hmm. and. Yuka Kamafuku, Yuki Kamafuku, um, their tag team at the Max Hart tournament. It was my favorite team. They gelled super well. They were like, it's like they were sisters, like these two um, sisters talking trash and being better than everybody else. And they're similar, like similarly built, mm -hmm. the long legs and such. Um, it was like the perfect little match. Um, Definitely Oscar Moore. If she's around, let's do that. Yeah. But um, she's very busy. She keeps very busy. Um, understandably so, because 
highly sought, talented, going going to the states, going um, wherever she wants, really. Yeah, she um, she's in, I think Sendai right now, or Seedling. Yeah, she just won the. Um, oh yeah, she just won the Sendai VIP the Sendai championship. championship. Yeah, which. I don't know how long Hashimoto won, uh, held that, but it felt like 10 years. So yeah, she long that's range. a big surprise. Mm-hmm. And beating Hashimoto in and of itself is yeah, a Yeah, that's big a big feat. one. Big hash, yeah. And uh, a big, uh, two big matches that Tokyo Joshi has on the table. One can most li- is more than likely to happen. The second one is a big coin flip, but... You know, we still have the we still have that big green match of Miyu Yamashita versus Hikaru Shida, and now that they're both champions of different promotions, they could run it, but they, it can end in a time limit draw. They can run this out like a cyber fight, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. It they would still deliver. It wouldn't diminish the you know the outcome if they if it just went to a time limit draw because they don't do that a lot in Tokyo Joshi. Yeah, that's a Rossi thing. Yeah, <laughs> have them of... go have them go thirty minutes at cyber fight, you know, yeah. just to a draw. Yeah, I definitely thought that's where they were going this year. There was teases for that, but then maybe they're slowly getting there, or maybe Sheeta had other stuff going on. Yeah, Sheeta's, you know, she's the wave champion right now. She's a tag champion in, in Ice Ribbon. You know, she's been all over, but she's coming back and forth to the States. She's living her best life. Mm-hmm. Um, add to that, yeah, main event with Miu. To me, I, I think that is the money match. Like, let's. The, a, a realistic i mean if you brought in sasha banks or something sure mm-hmm. that's a bigger <laughs> that's a bigger one but you you obviously can bring hikaru uh, shida in she's around yeah she's and been that's, around that's that's ready to ready to roll um they've also teased aja kong versus maxi impaler that's the big one let's do that too and that's two outsiders too which is still cool yeah 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 you don't see that very often Two outsiders being a big match and one promotion that they're neither neither of them belong to. Because you have to be creative when mm-hmm. your roster's short, smaller. Everybody's essentially fought everybody a bunch of times. Yeah. So Sheeta is a good shout. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you did the Thunder Rosa one this year. Uh, you could do it again. Did you? How did you feel about the Dynamite match? By the way. It was lackluster. Yeah, I was so because like, it should have been a pay per view match, but they're just like I want this to be good. It. Yeah, I want this. Like, I like these wrestlers, and I want everyone to see Yamashita be the best. She's like one of the best in the world. Here's her shot, and it just didn't. You and, know, you know, I don't want to dump go. all over Thunder Rosa, but that whole range, she it just looked like she didn't want to make anybody else look good. Well. I mean, you, I'm hearing some, you hear stuff about uh, backstage issues with her right now. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know the deal, but. Yeah, because, you know, the way when me, you rolled her up and I was like, that's kind of cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was, poli- I'm sure that was politics. Yeah. Speaking of politics, right, there's one match that I want to happen. Probably won't because it'll be massive politics, which would be Unagi Sayaka coming in and assessing Himawari. Oh, <laughs> Talk about a forbidden door, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to knock that door down, this would be the time to do it. I mean, Unagi's going other places right now, but... And she has, she has tweeted about Himawari, because if you remember, okay. that's her real name. It's Unagi Himawari. 
So the battle of the name. Yeah. Name. So Bohemian means sunflower. So, you know, if she it comes in, itself. yeah, she can come in and, you know, pass the torch, the proverbial torch, which is her, the pipe she used to have, you know, pass the name to her, <laughs> basically. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think how, how she, likely. I thought you were going to pull a different starter, like an active, like top starter person. No, the big everybody happen. wants me to go and go and wrestle everybody from stardom. That's like the money right there. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if she would ever. But if I were to see, up. if I were to want to see two people like a TJPW versus Stardom, it'd be Yuka versus Mayu. I think that would be the money. Oh, okay. Well, that's free. now I gotta have the article. It's just if they had a crossover event, who do you put with who? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I I did this last year actually I did a few of them. Oh, I gotta check that out because you only have so many mm-hmm. pieces to move there. Not everybody can face Shuri, so no. Okay, like Susan May and Starlight Kid, but put, put the, let them two go at it. Mm. They're very Is different. That... They're very different yeah. style uh, style wise. Like. SLK has more power moves than Suzume does, but they're both extremely quick. Yeah, Suzume and Endo, they've been reminding me of that high-speed division. Yeah. Not quite the same because they don't have as many people to, to work that with, but they're moving into that mode sometimes. And they're like, ooh, that would be nice to, to throw you over there for a bit, but... That I mean, that's that's really a forbidden door. You're not gonna really cross yeah. over there. But I think that would be like if there's if there's one person that would knock it down, it'd be Nagi to do that. Okay, that's out in the universe now. See see, see what happens. All right. Uh, do we have anything else to touch on? Also, we could be in a world soon where uh, B Star hold have championships together, just you know, opposite opposite promotions. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wild thought, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any favorite moments from the year? Um, most definitely, if you call this a moment, because it's a longer period. But me and Watanabe's Princess right. Cup run. Yeah. That the whole, the whole shebang there. Her winning the title. Um, all the Max the Impaler appearances is among the favorite moments. I thought I thought they were such a perfect fit. It was so fun, and you know, if you're kind of the person that skips the comedy to go to the to the, you know, the good matches, quote unquote, you're like, well, you should you should see you should see Max crushing Palm and, and scaring the life mm-hmm. out of her. Which is, if you put that done. on paper, you're like, okay, this doesn't make sense. But when they actually <laughs> got in there, <laughs> yes, I know. Um, remember as it was yeah, sometimes. Sometimes but, it works out like mm-hmm. you, it doesn't sound like a good idea, but it's perfect. It's could have been more perfect. As it was happening, I was te- I was texting somebody and I was like, "Raku saver," and then right after I said that, I from Raku grabbed her and threw her back in. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, uh, never mind." <laughs> I gotta rewatch that. Um, and then I I want to shout out just all the entrances for Grand Princess. Like they just had so much fun with it. It was so big mm-hmm. and there's so many memorable ones. And I know some people that was their first show for mm-hmm. Tokyo Joshi. And like, what a way to 
to kick it off and like look here are all these characters and here's what they're doing kamafuku's coming in on a motorbike watanabe is being carried by men in pink the uh neo bushigan whole their whole reunion and an entrance was amazing like a big spectacle and to me that was kind of like a teaser of what this promotion could look like as it gets bigger yeah and it gets more grand um also um the cyber fight festival as a whole is really good because that's probably a lot of times a lot of people's first time seeing tokyo joshi or ddt but they have the noah production you know the 4k cameras you know they have the whole getup of noah but it's for everybody so that first impression makes a lot it's very important i like i mean noah looks the best Mm -hmm. of any wrestling show the way that it looks the way it's yeah like you're saying yeah absolutely and uh um, um, new japan's u.s production is hot dog shit <laughs> no argument, no you argument can't, like it's not even like a joke at this point it's just why how is it so bad that's the main question just because like, they have money it's just so because i you know I, my, my my wife makes fun of me because she'll walk by mm-hmm. and i'm watching like i don't know sendai girls or Oz Academy or something, and mm-hmm. she's like, "What the hell is that? Why does it look so shitty? What are you watching?" I'm like, "It's just, it's just low, low end, mm-hmm. super independent." They have one camera. Leave them alone. <laughs> this is what they have. Yeah, but New Japan has it. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Um, that's just a choice. Yeah, because it's what's cool. Like when you watch Marvelous shows, they have a, um, they have Chigusa Nagayo out there with the camera running around, <laughs> which is crazy to think about. Yeah, it's a thing as you get into Joshi, you're like, okay, what? I have to lower my expectations in terms of um, production value sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's it's the, just going to look That's shitty. what I like about Joshi, though. There's something for everybody. It's, it's all great, pretty. There's all kinds of flavors out there. Like, you can get the high production stardom. You can get the, you know, the bubbly TJPW. You can get mm-hmm. the, the grittier stuff. Like, you can go to, you know, you can watch a wave. You can watch a ice ribbon, a Sendai a seedling, you know, Oz Academy, there's a YMZ. There's a bunch of stuff you can go watch. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's kind of like going to a concert. You're like, when I buy the ticket, I'm like, okay, is this a stadium show? Is this like a warehouse show? Is this like in a basement, like with 10 people? It's a very different feel, mm-hmm. different concerts. Like, um, that's why I prefer, like, it may, it may sound crazy. That's why I prefer going to indie shows. Cause it's more intimate. You get, you're closer to the action than at a stadium show. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, Houston runs New Texas Pro a lot. Mm-hmm. And it is in a, a shitty little warehouse mm-hmm. with no AC. And there's like these big fans going. But it's amazing. Yeah. The- it feels good. So it's like you're right there. Sweat is like flying off the person, like onto your jeans. Um, it's like a special, it's a special feel. And I told m- my wife that. We're eventually going to go to Japan. That's one of those long-term goals. Mm-hmm. That's on my so list. Get too. ready. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go to a stardom show. You can come to that if you want. But I'm also gonna go to Tokyo Joshi, big or small, and then I'm gonna go to the grimiest, tiniest, maybe the promotion they've never heard of. Triple Six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like whatever. Uh, Sunshine. You know, just let's do it. Just mm-hmm. Six people in the audience. Wrestlers I don't know. I want to. I want to see that. 
it's a different vibe, and I'm, I'm going to do yeah, it. Because the venue that Prestige runs in California, I used to go to concerts there as a kid. Oh, so it's like a music, yeah. a music hall? That sometimes is the best, I think, mm -hmm. for wrestling. Because it it's like a small stage, and where the, the bands usually perform, that's where they walk out. And like uh, it's, the ring is literally just plopped right next to it. Uh huh. So it's like okay, like when I because when I first got the tickets, I was like, because I know the venue. I was like, okay, how's this gonna look when I get in there? And it's just boom, <laughs> you know, it's, you just walk in. There's a ring. Sounds nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm. you can just stand like you can stand anywhere in that venue and still see everything because it's so small. It doesn't matter where you are. You're never gonna not be able to see unless someone's in front of you. That's like six seven. And then you're just like, okay, I guess I'm not watching today. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's me. I'm not six seven, but yeah. I do feel guilty. I'm like, can you you need to get in front of me? I'm gonna I'm gonna block you. Yeah. Be, be an asshole, hold a sign up. <laughs> no, 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 never. <laughs> we found the sweet spot in the venue, like we found where the AC is, so we stand right there <laughs> the whole show. Ah, perfect. Smart business, smart mm -hmm. business. They're like, okay, we're not going to be hot and sweaty in here. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, I do like that this conversation today has been like highly positive. I mean, some things we say about the wish Toko Joshi would do this or that, but um, it's been a very good year on the, on the whole and mm -hmm. a super important one, I think, that you know, maybe several years from now, I'm going to look back and say, oh, how did this growth happen? How did this evolution happen? This is a period you're going to say, oh, that's, you know, they got Wrestle Universe, they got that funding, and then, and then 2022 happened, and they just exploded, and they're bigger and bigger, and I think it's that's this is where we're headed. This is where we are. Yeah, it's an incredible growth that they're having right now. It's just up to them to keep it going. Because we, you we know, with the print of the Princess of Princess Championship, we, right now we complete the cycle once again. Let's not repeat it next year. Let's move on a little bit. Yeah, you have that matchup ready to go. Yamashita versus Sakasaki January 4th. Mm -hmm. Are we just uh, cycling back? I don't um, think so, because that'd be too soon. I think so too. Um, I'm just not great at predictions. I always call myself the king of wrong style. Uh, <laughs> and just like, I think this is what they're doing. And then it does seem early and giving Yamasha another reign seems excessive. She doesn't need it. She can lose to Yuka, it's gonna be fine. So I, I don't think that's happening, but I'm never 100% I'm never confident. And you can never be too sure. Yeah. Because I remember, um, who was, um, it was, it was pretty close to, uh, Sayaka Matani and when she wrestled Mina, like she could have lost that one easily and it would have been unbelievable, but then she didn't. And now everybody thought she was going to lose to Kyrie. And it was just like, okay, that, where are they going with this? But I think Mina put herself in that spot to set up that rematch after she recovers. Oh, yes. Um, I think a lot of people changed, changed their mind about you, her. Yeah, I'll, I'll get, I'll talk about her in a different episode, but like, if you want to talk about someone that, you know, grinded, worked, worked her ass off to get where she's at, that's Mina Sherikawa. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Jim Ross used to say, you just have to maximize your minutes. Mm-hmm. Whatever, if they give you five minutes to do a promo, if they give you a six minute match, just go out there and kill it. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, they, they have to take notice of you. Um, Mina's doing that in stardom. Mm-hmm. And then I, I really think that's what Susan May did this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She, was, she wasn't given this big run through the cup as big as Miu. She wasn't given these big storylines, but she was always in tag matches every pay per view. Most she of the time, she made you made you pay attention. Mm-hmm. And she stood out in those tag matches. And look, you now she was in a tag team. She tag did she tag with um, Rio, right? And Rio was a big star, but you know, still Susan May stood out. Yeah, that's impressive. Because sometimes you're in there with Yamashita, Yuka, whoever, mm-hmm. and you're still your eyes are drawn to to Susan May. So mm-hmm. even Endo too. Endo has that ability too to be in a ring with someone you know more popular than her or has big more more of a star. But you know, you leave, and you're like, okay, who? What about Endo? Yeah. What about what about Endo as a shirt? I gotta make that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's a good one right there. What about Nando? Um, do you have any closing statements before you wrap it up here? Anything you want to say? Um, just watch more Tokyo Joshi. Um, I'm going to be there. Like, my goal this year was put spotlight on them. They were doing such great things, and I just thought when people watch Joshi, they, they watch stardom. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a Joshi crazy person like mm-hmm. us. Um and there's more to that world than stardom. Stardom is great. And to me, it's like, it's better than Tokyo Joshi in a lot of ways, but there's so many different flavors, like you mentioned earlier. And it's definitely one worth trying and seeing if somebody connects. All these names we're talking about, like somebody's going to grab you. So mm-hmm. uh, I remember, um, funny enough, Tokyo Joshi was my first experience, but jo- like modern day Joshi. Oh, wow. So it wasn't stardom. And initially, before like you, uh, Rika became my favorite and Noah, the first person that actually caught my attention was Shoko. I thought she, you know, she had the look, you know, kaiju and just the way she moved. Yeah, she stands out with the first of just the gear, mm-hmm. um, her size, the gimmick. Because mm-hmm. if you look She's, at Miu, like if you don't know what she does, she kind of she looks plain. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I hear you. Um, straight up, we're straight up gonna kick your ass, fighter. Mm-hmm. And then, um, not because you're like, why is she wearing a wolf or a mm-hmm. what is this? Uh, definitely something interesting for sure. I was reading. I made the mistake of reading Cage Match reviews <laughs> for wrestlers, and someone said that she looks like a mini Princess Mononoke. Oh, that's pretty good. So that probably might be another way that you know people gravitate <laughs> towards their whatever works. Mm-hmm. Something somehow. Yeah. Thank you for coming on, Ryan. Um, tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's just my first and last name at Ryan Dilbert. I write columns for WrestleIn.com. I'm also the host of Flight of Five which is a podcast all about top five lists in wrestling. Some are sillier than others. That's part of the wrestle in podcast network. And I have a Substack, which is, are you princess? All about Tokyo Joshi. 
mostly right now it's show reviews. So after a big show, after a small show, if you want to know um, what I've thought or dig into it, I publish those pretty quickly after the shows. And there you have it. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on, Ryan. This is episode 20 of Strong Stylish. Thank you guys for coming and catch you guys next time.